right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. Hello, my name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world. Recording live right now from Ithaca, New York. And just wanna say quick shout out to all my friends out there hustling, out there getting it, especially those my fellow old Ezra members over here at the Cornell SC Johnson School of Business. I know you guys are in the thick of it right now. We're all in this together and just doing some great things. A lot of coffee chats have led to informationals. Informationals are quickly leading to first round interviews. Some of you even have super days already. So I'm really excited for my team over here up in Ithaca. Uh, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. We're talking about mergers and acquisitions going through some of the more advanced concepts. And the question today is this, what are break-even synergies and why are they important? What are break-even synergies and why are they important? Now, a break-even analysis, generally speaking, is a way to solve a math problem such that we can determine exactly how many resources, or you could use the word variables here, are needed in order to make the project or the proposal worth it. So that is, if you invest less resources than the break-even amount, you'll get a negative result. And if you invest more resources than the break-even amount, you'll get a positive result. This break-even concept, it's kind of like this inflection point in your analysis where everything tips over depending on whether you move to the left or to the right in terms of your numbers. And so that's what it is from a general perspective. Now, when we're talking about mergers and acquisitions, what is the context with regards to the concept of breaking even? Well, we've actually talked about it before on the show many times, and it's these magic words of accretion and dilution. It's about accretion and dilution. So when a deal is accretive, remember that it adds the buyer's EPS or earnings per share. It adds to that earnings per share number. Now, when it's dilutive, it subtracts from the buyer's earnings per share number. And remember that the way that we get accretion is through synergies. But back to this concept of break-even. So in order to figure out the break-even synergies, what we do is we look at the net change in earnings per share of the buyer. And we're going to go ahead and just set that to $0.0 in the merger model. That is the break-even because if we have a negative number in there, say it was negative $2 per share, that would be dilutive. If we had a positive $2 per share, that would be accretive. So if we set it to zero, that's our break-even point. Now, because we've constrained the model with this number, we can now back calculate with the other variables to determine how much in either the cost synergies or how much in our revenue synergies are required in order to get that $0.00 number. So what is this doing? Conceptually, this is telling you how good of synergies you need to assume in order for the deal to start to make sense from an accretion perspective. 
it's just another way of looking at accretion versus dilution. So let's say that you set your number to $0.00 and you have, in your model, it turns out you have a really, really high number there in terms of cost synergies that you're assuming. Well, maybe that means you need to rethink the deal or rethink some of your other assumptions because if there's a very high barrier in terms of what the combined company needs to realize in cost synergies in order to make the deal break even, then it might not be a good deal. What we want are deals that have lower thresholds to get to the break even point because that means it won't take that much for the combined companies to recognize in their combined synergies in order to make the deal accretive. Right. So that's what we want. We want this low threshold to make the deal accretive. High threshold, it's going to be more difficult to make it accretive. So that's really where we're coming from with this. It's just this, we're, we're kind of playing this theoretical game in order to understand the relative attractiveness of the acquisition. But of course, this is hinged upon all the assumptions that are made in the model. So, of course, look at the specific numbers for the situation that you're working with in order to understand this. Okay, so that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason. I am your host. I hope you have an incredible day. I'll see you next time.